Hi, this is Neil deGrasse Tyson, your personal astrophysicist, and you've been listening to The Great Big Beautiful Podcast. I think that it's just all different and um, and all different takes on it. And I think that's great. I don't own the character. I don't possess her <laughs> as much as sometimes I think I do. I don't. It's a work in progress, Jamie, because it's really hard not to feel ownership. Mm-hmm. And yet you can't. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's 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 like a practice yeah. to just breathe and let go. Here are your hosts, Jamie Green and Justin Connors. So often I, I wonder how these people, how, how it feels to, how it feels, that's like a Comic-Con question, but how it feels to play a role of such an iconic character like Wonder Woman. Like to, to know that you're going in to voice this character who's been around for, you know, many, many years and everybody knows who she is. It's got to be a little intimidating <laughs> if you're if you're a fan, you know, I mean, if you grew up on right. a character like Batman or Wonder Woman and mm-hmm. then you grow up and, you you know, that's the career that you enter and then you get that opportunity to play that character or, you know, if you're a writer or an artist to draw or write that character, it's a little it's got to be a little intimidating, you know, because you probably have your own favorite interpretations right. of the character. You're like, oh, I really like when that person was you know, the character. I really liked when that person wrote this other character. And now it's your turn to add to the character for everybody else. And I would imagine that it's, it's, you know, you, you take a few minutes and you appreciate the situation and, but the, you can't let it become a handicap, right? Right. Well, and on the flip side, it, it must be one of the coolest things in the world to voice a comic character. That's so, you know what I mean? I think it would be awesome. Maybe yeah. a lot. I don't know. I think it would be. I agree with you. <laughs> You're arguing against me, okay? We're going to argue. No, oh, okay. Yeah, that's, people tell me that that's what makes good podcast listening is when the hosts disagree right. and argue. So I think we should do more of that. Yeah, we'll just pretend to disagree. You're wrong, Justin. Yeah. Okay, so next week I'm going to come in as a as a Republican Trump supporter and we'll we'll do it. That would be exciting. Oh, ooh, I shouldn't go there. <laughs> <laughs> So this week we talk to... We're talking to Susan Eisenberg, who um, over the years, many different people have played Wonder Woman. Many different people have voiced Wonder Woman in different animated in- incarnations. But um, she, for many of us, I, Susan's voice is probably the one we equate most closely to the character. Um, when Justice League and Justice League Unlimited... Um, spun out of the enormous popularity of the Batman and Superman cartoons. Um, Susan was the voice of Wonder Woman there. So many of us um, who, if we didn't grow up on those shows, I'm old, um, you know, we, we enjoyed the heck out of them. You know, I remember loving Batman. So anything else that came out after that, that was in a similar style, I just ate it up. Um, she was Wonder Woman and she has returned to Wonder Woman many times um, throughout the years. So she 
yeah, I just keep repeating myself, but you know, for many <laughs> of us, she, she is Wonder Woman, really. If you're when you're thinking about the animated version of her, right? So we Jamie talked to her this week, and it was a fantastic interview. So we're gonna play it for you right now. Hope you enjoy. Susan, thank you so much for taking the time to talk. It's a pleasure to have you here. It's a pleasure being here. Thank you so much. Um, I wanted to just, I guess, go back and ask what originally led you to the voiceover world? Why was it something that you wanted to pursue? You know, I stumbled upon it early on because I had done some advertising for my dad's business. So I was on the radio when I was quite young, still in high school. So I knew a little bit about voiceover, and it, but it wasn't till later when um, I recognized that I wasn't going to have a career in front of a camera because I just, you know, just didn't take to the camera. I mean, I just felt so nervous in front right. of it and, and kind of froze up and and it was then like I realized, okay, what about this voiceover thing? What if I um, use this instrument, this voice of mine, and take classes for that? Um, because I'd already taken acting classes, so I'd already been prepared to pursue that. Um, and then, you know, I, I took I took voiceover classes, and I got a demo reel, and I got an agent, and you know, then I started booking jobs and and here I am one thing led to another that, exactly that's interesting do you still feel that way in front of a camera do you still sort of yeah you know get all nervous and sort of close de- close up um yeah it, it's 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 self-consciousness yeah. I mean it's just it's just acute self-consciousness and I think that really hinders a performance um I think that you know to be a good actor you can't be concerned with wait do I look good now I mean <laughs> you, you just can't have that that you have to be free to allow this character to come through and if you're you know too busy worrying about you know how you look and do I you know yeah. it's it just too much self-consciousness it's not good it's not healthy yeah well I mean acting in any capacity is a difficult road, road to travel you know there's always so much competition and it's 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 really difficult to sort of make your mark and have that breakout role or have that stroke of luck if you will did you get a lot of support from friends and family along the way um you know what I did I'm I'm very lucky in that way and a lot of my friends um you know, who I met out here when we were, you know, quite young, we've all kind of grown up together. And so we've all supported each other in this dream of being out in Los Angeles, Mm -hmm. whether it was writing or directing or acting um, or being a teacher, whatever it was, whatever brought us out here. um, We've all been there for each other. And my family was very supportive. I mean, I think it was very challenging for my parents because I moved here you know, right from college, right out of college, I moved here and I didn't know anybody and I'm from the East coast. So it was a big deal to move out here and try to create a career for myself. Um, but they were always supportive, but they were always like, when are you coming home? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, it's, I don't think I've ever left my parents and thankfully they're still with me, but I don't, I don't think I've ever said goodbye to my parents and not cried. Yeah. You know, it still feels emotional and it did when I was, you know, 20 and it, it does now. Still does. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, you had a few roles under your belt before, uh, Justice League came your way. Mm -hmm. Um, right. But that show, I think it's fair to say that show really helped your career break out. Um, do you remember what the audition process for that was like? You know, I do because I think that you have so few auditions 
that um, changed your life yeah. in a career. And so, you know, of course, I do remember it because it was a callback. Um, and I had to go to Warner Brothers to meet with Bruce Tim and Andrea Romano. And I had to read for them. Um, and so, <laughs> you know, it was like nerve wracking as sure. can be. And, and you knew that the, the stakes were really high. And, um, you know, you just you you want it so badly. And you want to do well in your audition. And um, I met with them. They Bruce showed me a picture um, of what he had conceived of for Diana. Mm -hmm. And um, Andrea gave me some notes on how to do the to read the copy, the script. And I dove in and I think they made a couple of adjustments. And that was it. And then it was like, you know, goodbye and thank you. Yeah. And then a, and then I think it was like at least a few weeks later, at least. Um, that I found out that I got the part. That's got to be the worst part of the audition process, though. The, that few weeks of waiting, right? It's horrible. <laughs> it, it, it's really horrible. And, you know, you don't want to be calling your agent and saying, have you heard? Have you heard? Because yeah. it's like anything. You don't want to be, you don't want to need it or be desperate about it. You want to just be zen and, yeah. you know, and, 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 and have grace. But it's killing you because you're <laughs> dying to know. And of course you want the job. And of course it's a big deal. Um, but I, you know, I, it all worked out. So yeah. I, I, I'm, I was a very happy woman. Were you a fan of the character or of superheroes in general, or was it just you know like let's just take a take a shot at this one? You know, I was a fan of Christopher Reeve, um, okay. and I was a fan of uh, of his movies. Um, I was very familiar with Linda Carter as Wonder Woman, and so you know I I knew who she was, and I obviously knew the character from comic books and things like that. But I wasn't a geek in that way. Mm -hmm. I didn't grow up with you know, except maybe Archie. Um, I didn't really grow up with comics. I didn't really grow up watching too many cartoons, maybe Scooby. Um, but that was it. So it was a whole other universe. Um, and it, I'm still learning about it. I yeah. mean, if I hear one more origin story, I mean, I, 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 I still can't, I still cannot put it all together. Um, but, but certainly I understand it a lot better now than I did, you know, in 2000. Sure. When I got the job. Sure. <clears throat> there, um, there's been an emphasis recently, it's both DC and Marvel, um, to keep continuity within characters and have the same person provide the voice across multiple media. So, I mean, you, they, some, as much as they can, they have the same person do the character in, the, in a show or in a video game or, or wherever that, that character would appear. And you're certainly the voice of Wonder Woman for many people. Um, but you're not the only voice. There's other actresses who have done the character. And this, I know, is out of your control, but I'm wondering what kind of insight you can give for for the types of casting decisions that they that go into the various projects. You know, when do they do they look at a project with Wonder Woman and say, okay, this is one we need to have Susan for, or this is one that we, let's let's try somebody else for this? You know what? I'd love to know the answer. <laughs> Honestly, I, what I wouldn't give, you know, in the words of Hamilton, you know, to be, to be in the room where it happens. Where it happens. Yep. Um, you know, I just would love to know what that, what those conversations are. Um, I, I really could not tell you, I really couldn't because I'm not in those rooms. Yeah. And so I don't know what that discussion is. I would assume that there's, um, some element of marketing that goes into making the decisions because they're business decisions and, you know, people want to feel like, and I think that with celebrities, um, you're going to get a lot, people assume you're going to get a much bigger audience than, you know, 
than with me. Um, But I don't know, you know, I can't say definitively that's why they haven't chosen me. They've certainly chosen other actors who sometimes they're celebrities, sometimes they're not. I think the character sometimes can be darker. And I think I'm so associated with a certain Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I even want to play like the dark, dark version of her. That's not really Mm -hmm. my thing. Um, So you know, I think if they're going for some, you know, a very young and, and for a very young audience, I can understand them going for a younger person um, that, you know, is, is slightly hipper in in her in her um, delivery. <laughs> but, you know, and, and, and I don't think they've been consistent at all. I mean, except for maybe Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy, they yeah. haven't been they they really haven't. I mean, I don't really know Marvel's um work as well as I know, you know, DC, but certainly DC has not been consistent. I mean, you know, you know, I get asked all the time, why wasn't I in this project or that project? And, and, you know, the answer to those questions is always, I, I I can't tell you, I can't tell you. I mean, they obviously have their reasons. And, you know, I think that it, you know, getting back to the word grace, I mean, I think the only graceful thing I could say is, it's still such a privilege to be asked. And the fact that 17, you know, 16 years later, I'm still working on, sure. you know, whether it's Injustice or DCU online game. So, you know, as long as I'm still invited to the party, you know, it, it's not as often as I would like for sure, mm-hmm. but I'm still asked. So that feels really, really special. Absolutely. And I mean, this might be making the assumption that you do watch some of those other, you know, films that she appears in with other other actresses. But do you ever do you ever watch some of those other versions, you know, whether it's Carrie Russell or Vanessa Marshall or whomever? And mm-hmm. do, do you take cues from them or do you think like, oh, I totally would have done that differently? Um. You know what? I don't really spend too much time on it, frankly. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just think we all, you know, whether it's Vanessa or, or you know, Grey Delisle, who's doing her right now in, in Superhero Superhero Girls, Christ. you know, I mean, or the Lego projects. I mean, I, I think that it's just all different and um, and all different takes on it. And I think that's great. In, in many ways, I think that's fantastic yeah. because... She, I don't own the character. I don't possess her mm-hmm. as much as sometimes I think I do. I don't. <laughs> and so it's, it's, it's a work in progress, Jamie, because it's really hard not to feel ownership. Mm-hmm. And yet you can't. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's, it's, it's like a practice yeah. to just breathe and let go. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's funny. I mean, you talk about trying to, to, remind yourself that you don't own the character but i think mm-hmm. for like i said this before for so many fans who if they didn't grow up with justice league and justice league unlimited that's the defining you know animated interpretation of the character for them so you're very closely associated with the character um and i, I how surreal is it then to see like the united nations use the character as an ambassador for female empowerment around the world i mean to have mm-hmm. that sort of recognition now well, I don't see it as my recognition. You know what I mean? Like, that's right. not me. That's her. And, and you know, again, like, I, you know, I'm completely proud of the character. And I think it's extraordinary that she was chosen. Um, you know, Linda Carter was there and Gal Gadot was, you know, they were both there. And also the Marston family. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I mean, I think it's lovely. And I think the attention paid is deserving. And, um and I think she's an extraordinary beacon. I mean, I think she has been since she was created. So I applaud any recognition she gets. Um, 
but sometimes I'm sitting on the sidelines and yeah. applauding. Yeah. You know, that that's just the reality. I I wish um you know, I wish I could give you better answers to these questions, but I don't know, you know, what goes into deciding yeah. Susan gets asked or Susan doesn't get asked. Yeah. You'd have to ask Warner Brothers in DC for those for those answers. Sure, sure. I just I, my intention was that you know because you're she is a a, a huge part of your career and and she's yes. been so you you've you're you're so con- closely connected to her for so many fans that it must have been rewarding if not for you personally but to see like oh this is a character that I've come I've become so closely connected to and I I feel like I really understand her getting this kind of international recognition absolutely and it's like the same the same thing with the feature I mean people ask me all the time how I feel about it and I'm ecstatic and I'm ecstatic for two reasons one because again it means recognition for this character who I think has been um undervalued certainly I mean how many movies have Superman and Batman been right. in and loads and loads and loads and and rightfully so it's not to take away from them it's just to add to her and also I'm I'm ecstatic for the fans because mm-hmm. they have waited and waited and waited and it's just it's been agonizingly long for them and now it's like right around the corner and um and I think I feel the excitement building and I'm 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 so excited for them mm-hmm. that they have that and for her for the character um, and for Gala, of course, because yeah. that's, you know, that's going to send her into a stratosphere um, that's, you know, that none of us can imagine. And it, it's just it, it's all thrilling. It yeah. really is. Yeah. You, you mentioned Linda Carter. And I think when you first took on the character back in with Justice League, I think it was, I think mm-hmm. it's fair to say that for most people, unless you were um, super comic book nerd at the time um linda carter's wonder woman was the most well-known portrayal outside of the books for 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 many people um i don't think that's true anymore obviously for so many reasons i think she's much more popularly known among people who don't even really read the comic books but i'm wondering from your perspective how do you think people's perceptions of the characters the character have changed through your through your career you know from where when you started how people thought about her versus how people might think about her now or view her now. Well, you know what? I don't know that their vision or version of the character has changed all that much. I I think my exposure to them, Mm -hmm. because I have met so many of the fans at the cons or on social media. I, 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 I don't know if like, I think all that passion has been there for her for so long. And now I'm privy to it because I do have a connection with the fans. Yeah. And, um, and so I hear about it and I hear their excitement, um, for the movie. I, you know, I think for a long time, I mean, and I still believe that Linda Carter is for so many people defines the character. Um, I think, you know, again, I think for the animated world, um, you know, she was there through me. And then, of course, now with Gal, I mean, I, I just think that stretches the universe so yeah. far and wide. And I think that it's just she, her per- popularity has just grown so, so greatly. And um, and I'm so aware of it because mm-hmm. I hear I hear and I see and I like to be I like to be checked into it, you know, because I feel so connected to to Wonder Woman, to Diana, that, you know, I want to know what's happening, whether it's Gal or, 
or Grey Delight, you know, or Vanessa, whoever is voicing her, whatever she's doing, I want to know what it is yeah. because, you know, that's how I, fe- I just feel attached yeah. to her at this point. What does Wonder Woman mean to you personally? She, you know, she just means a lot, like a lot of different things, you know, um, because and I've said this before, she, you know, when I have a decision to make or throughout my day when things come up, I channel her. I really do try to. Cha- I don't think you can play her for as long as I have and not feel like, OK, what's the high road? Sure. How do you do the high road? What's you know, I, I have a very strong sense of justice just in my personal, you know, belief system. And so that always matters to me, you know, wanting to do the right thing, um, wanting to um, fight, be willing to fight for the right thing. You know, I think that she's compassionate. And so I try to have compassion in my life and with the people in my life and people I don't even know in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she she's a role model for me as well. And, you know, she just has such dignity. And I think, you know, <laughs> I think we can all use some of that in our lives. <laughs> and, 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 right, and civility. And I just think she brings that. She brings that to the table. Yeah. And, you know, so I, I through osmosis, if you will, I yeah. feel like I've taken some of that on. At least I hope I have. Oh, that's amazing. Um, if, if you had to pick somebody to be like, who, who would be your Wonder Woman? Not, not an actress who's voiced the character or played the character, but an actual person who represents the similar ideals and works toward the same goals as, as Wonder Woman and Diana. You know, it's probably someone I don't even know. Mm-hmm. It's probably somebody under the radar who is working really, really hard for women's health care and to make this world a better place, but, you know, doesn't need the limelight, doesn't need a camera on her. Um, and it's probably that person, you know, whether she's here in this country or another country, you know, doctors, doctors without borders. I mean, she's probably someone like that, you mm-hmm. know, who, who is just, like I said, fighting the good fight every day, but doing it quietly. Yeah. Um, not, you know, not screaming from the rooftops. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look what I'm doing. Um, you know, that to me is like, you know, actors and, and actresses get so much of the spotlight and so much, um, brought to their lives, you know, because of what they do and how we admire celebrity in this country. But there are so many unsung heroes as we, as we know. And, uh, so, you know, she could be a teacher, she could be anyone who's just, you know, making, making a difference and, um, you know, she doesn't have to be an Amazon, Jamie. This is what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> I get you. I get you. I follow yeah, you. I mean, you follow. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's a good thing because Amazon are—they're not real, and you know, know. people Although, are. So that's I, that's good. Yeah, I, I have to say, I recently met Gal, and it was very, very quick. But Gal is very tall. So I mean, she's not an Amazon, but you know, she she's very tall. I mean, I did have to look up to her. Really. Literally. Literally, yes, I did. I mean, yes, I was in flats, but still, but still yeah. I guess yeah, I've I, never seen pictures of her next to other people. But I, she, I never, I never pictured her as being overly tall. So that's very interesting. Yeah, no, well, she was a model before. Yeah. She, I mean, it like, makes sense. It makes perfect sense. And so you know, she's um, quite glamorous. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and very tall. <laughs> you, um, you mentioned when you you first started, you first got the character, you didn't. You weren't really uh, a comic reader. That wasn't what what you were when you were growing up. But do you do you read them now? Like, do you stay current on the character, or do you just 
you try to, I mean, like, because I totally agree with you, the, with the one, the thousand and one origin stories and the convoluted complexities of, of how everything fits together, it's, it's too much even for the nerdiest of nerds, so. Um, right, and I just, I don't have the time to really yeah. keep up with all the reading, because I just, as it is, I have, you know, six newspapers staring at me right now, and <laughs> 14 New Yorker magazines, um, so I don't get to read them, or I don't read them that often, but I know what's happening. You know what I mean? I follow the world yeah. uh, because it's it's become partially my world as well. And I think it's important that I know what's going on in it. Yeah. So, you know, so I know the projects that are happening and taking place and I know how they're being received. And, you know, I try to make it my business to know the writers and the artists and, you know, things like this. Yeah. Do you have... Um... I guess a favorite storyline. I mean, whether it's from an animated show or a movie or a book. Like, do, is there an artist or a writer that you feel really captured her spirit for you? Well, for me, you know, that's so hard because Bruce Tim, yeah, you know, who created her for Justice League, like that's my, you know, I have such a soft spot. Whenever I see that picture of her, you know, it's like you're probably way too young, but. You know, it's it's like in that girl, you know, um, in the beginning of that girl, when she's like looking at a reflection of herself. I feel like I'm looking at a reflection of myself, hmm. even though, you know, it's not me. Um, so I'd say that's like the nearest and dearest to me. But there are other artists out there. You know, there's so many artists out there. You know, Phil Jimenez. I don't know if you know who Phil sure, is. Sure. But, you know, like his image of Diana is so beautiful and mythic. And it's 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 quite stunning. Um, but there are just, but there's so many that, that speak to me, you know, and that's what I love about the stamps. I don't know if you saw the stamps. They're gorgeous. They're gorgeous. And yeah. they're like all these different artists, you know, so yeah. all these incarnations. And I love that because I think like, you know, whether it's a campier Diana or a more, you know, princess like Diana, I mean, I, I love them all, frankly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I really, really do. Yeah. Um, Many of the characters, I mean, Wonder Woman and beyond, many of the characters that you've voiced, um, they're very similar to your own voice. Do you ever wish that you had the opportunity to do a little something that's maybe a little bit more off off center or, you know, a bit, a bit, people wouldn't listen to you and be like, oh, oh, I know who that is. She sounds familiar. Just do something completely different. Um, you know... Yes and no. I mean, I think one of the, the pleasures of playing Shock T um, in the Star Wars game was that Shock T did not sound like Wonder Woman, and mm -hmm. she was a much older character, and, and she sounded very different, and people didn't know that that, that was me, and that, that was exciting. Um, and the same with, you know, Skyrim. I did, like, about seven characters in that game, and, you know, some of them sound like me, and some of them don't sound like me at all. Um, I, I've made a pretty good living with, a, you know, the variation on this voice that you're hearing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I feel lucky, very, very lucky because of that. Um, as an actor, do I wish I could play a different kind of character sometimes? Sure. I mean, absolutely. But, you know, I'm auditioning like everybody else. So, right. you know, maybe that's still ahead of me. You know, right. it's not over till it's over. So, you know, maybe that, you know, zany landlord is still ahead <laughs> of me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll I, see. Yeah, I mean, I hope so because that's it's interesting though because 
We've had a lot of voice actors on the show, and the women seem to have a similar story in that many of their characters have had voices similar to their own, you know, the, the instantly recognizable or not, but fairly similar. Um, but the men have had characters that are just all over the place, and crazy, zany, wacky, completely unrecognizable voices, and I'm wondering why that is. Is that just a function of the writing? It could very well be, but I, you know, see, my experience has been so different because I meet so many women. Yeah. Um, you know, because we're we're all auditioning for the same projects, and so you see the same you know group of people a lot. And I just think there's you know even Justice League when you look at the guest list, mm. you know the people who are on the guest list when you look at the guest stars on that show, um, you know it's extraordinary talent. Whether it's Jennifer Hale or again Gray or Vanessa, I mean all these women do. A myriad of characters. I mean, it's not just this one voice. They can do that, that one voice, of course, but they, you know, there's so many people inside of them. So when you hire them, you get like, you know, 75 other characters. That's never been why someone's hiring me because they know they can get the 75 other characters. But there are plenty of women out there who do do that, who, you know, can be the six year old girl and then the 90 year old woman. Um, you know, and I don't mean to sell myself short. I mean, I can do, I can do other things besides what you're hearing, but I, I don't think there's any shortage of certainly talent and, and roles out there for the women, um, in animation. I, 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 um, you know, I think we all wish we could work as much as, you know, Kevin and Mark, but you know, that's just, uh, you know, that's just (laughs) not possible. Yeah, and, and I'm and I'm I'm not doubting the abilities of of the women. I'm just wondering why it isn't more often that they get that that opportunity to let those other seventy four voices come out. Well, I mean, you know that you're then you're probably right about the the number of projects. I mean, I audition for a lot of things, and so I see that there are a lot of you know opportunities out there. Yeah. Um. You know, I don't think it's nearly as um hard or as challenging as it is for on-camera talent right. you know there's no aging i mean yes your voice can age but it's not it's not brutal like it is in in on-camera mm-hmm. the on-camera world so yeah. you know i um i'm sure there are more parts for men than there are for women that's just a reality out there mm-hmm. and i'm sure that 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 does exist in voiceover as well yeah. um but I, I do know that there are a lot of like quirky parts out there because i read for them fantastic (laughs) are there are there are there characters that you've done um that you wish you could have done more of or that you're hoping come that they come back and you can do them again you know i I wish i could do more of of something like shock tea i mean because you know again you get to say things like you know may the force be with you and how often does that happen (laughs) um so that's that's a treat um you know i I love playing Diana. I mean, I really love playing this character. So if there is more Diana in my future, and I know there is because obviously I know my schedule, um, (laughs) you know, that makes me incredibly happy. I just did a part. I can't talk about it yet, but I just did a part on in a movie that is, you know, I think going to be surprising for some fans out there. And I was so, so thrilled to be asked to do it. And, um, you know, so it's all good. I mean, that's the thing. It's yeah. like, uh, you know, just to be able to do this, just to be able to drive onto a studio lot or go to a recording studio 
and whether it's a commercial or a promo for television or, you know, an animated series or a video game, you know, it's, it's a really great profession. And for those of us working in it, I don't, I don't know that there's a single one of us who doesn't feel like immense gratitude that they get to make a living this way. Yeah. It is a very common thing that we've heard again and again and again, and it's so beautiful to hear. It really is. I love. I love just. I love talking to people who love their jobs, and and, and the number of times that I've heard, I have the best job in the world. Is it's it's beautiful. It really is because it's, it's you hear so many terrible stories about people who are trapped in these jobs that they hate, and so it's amazing to talk to so many people that just love what they're doing. Right. And there are so many people who don't have who haven't found their passion yet, Exactly. which is, you know, listen, I, I, I have such compassion for that because that's that's so hard in life to 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 not connect to your passion. Yeah. And um, so most of the people I know, because like I said, most of your time as an actor is spent auditioning and not getting the jobs. Yeah. And so the fact that I get to be on a show with you and you're asking me questions and there's an interest, I mean, I'm a lucky person. That's yeah. lucky. So yes, I just I want to continue to to be to be lucky and to work. And hopefully, there's some really really fascinating characters out there that I get to voice. Um, but I'll tell you something honestly. If I only only got to voice Diana for the rest of my career, I'd be I'd be very content. That would make me happy because that's how much I just adore her. Yeah. I really. Oh, that's amazing to hear. Um, I have one more question for you. And sure. l- like I said, we've had a lot of voice actors on the show and we've ended up asking the same question to almost all of them. And I just, it's the responses have been, have been really interesting. Would you recommend voiceover work to an actor who's just starting out? Um, they're starting out to do, to be on acting, camera. Act, somebody who's, who said, you know, I'm going to go to, I'm going to move out to LA. I want to get into this acting gig. I want to, I want to see what's out there, what the opportunities are. Would you recommend the path that you took? No. I mean, unless there's a passion to do it, no. I mean, I think that, I think, you know, I think, well, I shouldn't say no, but I say, let let me say this. I think they should experience it all. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, be in front of a camera, be in front of a class, be in front on a stage. You know, I was lucky enough to do all those things. And, um, and then I chose, okay, I want to do voiceover. I mean, if, 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 if you were somebody who has a little kid was just, you know, obsessed with voices and how people sound and, and your own voice and singing and taking classes, then absolutely. But I mean, it's, it's a very specific niche of acting. And, um, you know, I think you have to really feel like it's, you're driven to do it. Um, because, it's it's very very challenging to break into it and it's very very challenging to make a living at it having said that again i i believe wholeheartedly that if you have a passion for it it doesn't matter that you don't know anybody it doesn't matter that it's hard it doesn't matter that it's competitive you go for it like you just do um but i think that as an actor you should experience everything you know and and i think it's um it's then that you, when you've experienced it, you could say, well, I think I want my focus to be voiceover. Yeah. But I think you, before that's your focus, I think you should try it all. Susan, thank you so much for taking the time to chat. This has been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. <laughs> sounds, I appreciate it. Sounds it. like for the past half hour, I've been talking to Wonder Woman. And that's just amazing. Oh. <laughs> that's just amazing to me. <laughs> <laughs>
Another podcast in the books. And Jamie, you're really good when you take that solo. You know how to ask those questions. <laughs> hey, thanks, man. <laughs> it's almost like you're a podcaster or something. I, don't know. <laughs> I know. You'd think I would have already had like a hundred... Fifteen of these under my belt or something. (laughs) Now, something that I found interesting is since you've interviewed her, um, the UN has recently announced that they are no longer going to make Wonder Woman their their person, their spokesperson. Ironically, um, because I I asked her about that in the interview, Mm -hmm. uh, and it was like I want to say it was almost like the next day, or it was like within a week after talking to her, it was when that announcement came out, and there was. And because I even even before it was announced that they it was she was stepping down, <laughs> I guess <laughs> um, there was controversy. You know, there was controversy from the very beginning about um, yeah. is she the best character to represent, you know, female empowerment and to put out there. Um, some of that, some of that controversy and, and, and some of the complaints were based on. Um, different representations of the character and interpretations i should say because people often don't understand wonder woman they just look at the 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 clothes that she has worn right um they make assumptions based on that um and then so that's one thing and then some some of the complaints were also why do we need a fictional character to Mm -hmm. empower girls you know around the world why do we there are so many women real women and real girls who are just as worthy and just as inspiring? Why do we need to look to you know a fictional character from from graphic novels and comic books? So, I mean, there was a little bit of of I, I can kind of understand where some of that is coming from. You know, the arguments that she she's just this big boobed um, character who you know fights in spandex underwear and that's not a good representation. I don't buy any of that because that's just a Mm-hmm. That's that's not an understanding of who the character is, I think. Right, right. But yeah, so it, and again, you know, she's she was an ambassador for UN. It was a bit of a publicity stunt. It was a bit of because it was the 75th anniversary of the character. Right. Um, and they said that you know she's stepping down. So I don't know. The UN has since said that oh she we always intended for it to end in December. Um, not sure how true that is or if that's just spin. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I, 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 <laughs> people spin stories the way that they want it to be seen, you know? So no, exactly. people who were complaining about it from the beginning, see it as a victory. Other people think it was silly from the beginning, so they don't really care. You know, D- DC got their publicity out of it and they can still say that, you know, their character was an ambassador for the United Nations. So could even be a comic storyline if it hasn't already been one. <laughs> Probably. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. where where do you weigh in on the controversy? Let us know on Facebook, <laughs> facebook.com slash the GBB podcast or Twitter at the GBB podcast. And we always, always like to have a conversation on there. And please follow us. We like to share things we find interesting in the pop culture and geekdoms world and science world and anything. Anything that's cool, we'll share it. And we will see you next week. Thanks for coming back. Hit subscribe button. Hit it now. Go. Stop, pause, go, hit. Okay. Okay, we're good. (laughs) We'll see you next week. I'm Justin at 140 Justin C. I'm Jamie at the Robots. Have a great week. Take care.
This podcast has been a production of the Geek Dad Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this content, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash geekdad.